Blog Talk Radio. As the 21st century began, human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction, a dumbing down. Harvard researchers have found children who live in high-fluoride areas have significantly lower IQs. Enjoy your extra big-ass prize. Researchers found members of Congress, on average, speak at a 10th grade level. Most Americans read at an 8th or 9th grade level. Look now, I'll talk slow so you can understand me. It was just a few thousand years ago that our ancestors were using primitive grunts to communicate. <laughs> I stand here as a free slave. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Mankind became stupider at a frightening rate. You're a white man. You want to know what I found out? Most of England speaks Americanish. I don't feel no way tired. I believe that our ed- education, like such as South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa. What does that mean? Mercury-containing vaccines may help not harm kids, according to two new studies in the journal We now go live to Violence Channel correspondent Formica Davis at the Extreme Court with highlights on today's trial. Good to see you in this uh, exercise in transparency and democracy. A great dust bowl had ravaged food supplies, and the number one movie in the country was called Ass. If Mr. Trump is suggesting that there is a conspiracy theory, that doesn't make any sense. Of course the elections will not be rigged. What does that mean? Obama, you should run for a third term because we need Obama third term! How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. What's Osama bin Laden most infamous for? Osama? Yeah. Or Obama? Osama. I have no idea who Osama is. Which state does KFC come from? What, the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I really don't know. Okay, do you, do you know what KFC stands for? Kentucky Fried Chicken. A little further south from that facility, there's a completely separate building where they get this. Change. I will show you where I have made my home whilst preparing to bring justice. 
Then I will break you.
talk to Will in Arizona. Thanks for holding her on the air. First off, I am a Prison TV Planet member. Awesome, brother. Go ahead and into your points, and I'll hold you over if need be. Um, if you really want to have an unbridged idea of what is going on today, look at uh, – it's actually a YouTube video, but it's a, it's a documentary, uh, Adolf Hitler, uh, The Greatest Story Never Told. He actually kicked out a lot of the bankers because they were trying to implode Germany after World War I. And it was the bankers. And when I was watching that, it was five hours long. And I started listening and saying to myself, wait a minute, They're, they are just repeating history. But because we are so dumbed down in the sense of our historical knowledge. Well, I haven't seen the documentary you're talking about, uh, but uh, people can, I guess, check it out for themselves. It's a very well-made, excellent and moving documentary called Adolf Hitler, The Greatest Story Never Told. I want you to do something for me as well, and I would really appreciate it. Before you listen to this interview, I want you to watch the documentary. I know you want to listen to this program right away, but if you haven't already seen it, I want you to stop this program right now and go watch the documentary first. And I'm adamant about watching the documentary because one of the biggest hurdles that the majority of people seem to have, they're basically just kind of set in their ways and they argue that they already know everything that they need to know concerning this topic. Well, I can promise you, people, you don't know one-tenth of it. I seriously had a panic attack after I watched that documentary, The Greatest Story Never Told. And for days afterward, I was really shook, shook up. It, was, it had such a profound impact on me and, and everything started making so much sense and I felt so... I mean, I've always felt kind of betrayed by, by the powers that be, but I felt more betrayed than ever. Mm -hmm. And I started, and I started looking back on my entire life, yeah. and looking back at all the movies that I'd seen. I just couldn't believe it. I thought if they could pull off this, then anything is possible. Anything. Yeah. You know, and uh, that one, you know, I would encourage anybody watching this or listening to this to, to watch that hasn't seen that documentary to watch it and you can go with, back with and, an open mind uh, open mind and listen to that interview that you did with um, Dennis Wise recently but that's most likely what, what got us censored from iTunes by the way too that show yeah well that uh, shows what we're not allowed to talk about it's just yeah, it's yeah, off limits you know that, and that's what when I was going through that sort of panic attack re realization that was it that, that was the that was the big red flag I was like oh my god like of course of course we're not being told the truth because we're not allowed to talk about this issue. When you're not allowed to talk about something, then that's that's like the red flag right there. If it's off yeah. limits, then that's the thing you need to talk about the most. And, to, and the rule to remember is that history is written by the winner. I can promise you, people, you don't know one-tenth of it. All right, everybody. Joseph Gibson podcasting here. Can you hear me fine? Yeah, I think you can hear me fine now. Okay, Joseph Gibson podcasting here. I understand the times in which we live today, restoring our republic. Uh, I apologize for not doing the show on Sunday. I know I told you last week we were going to do a show on Sunday. Unfortunately, uh studio was down. Uh, power connection with the Internet was down. So I was unable to do it. So I didn't have too many commitments for that show anyway. But last, thir last Thursday we did a good show and uh, with the... Uh, you know, basically uh, trying to correspond and connect people across the country or across the tri-state area to connect and, and have some sort of uh, unity and uh, 
togetherness and try to restore some sort of common sense to what's going on in our country. And I just feel like everyone's scattered abroad right now. Everyone's running around fast, going every which way that they can, but nobody's coming together. We're all going in different directions, and we're spinning out of control. That's the, that's the logistics of what I'm seeing happening right now. And I think that even the New World Order is shocked, and they're sitting back, these people that control things and uh, want to guide our lives and want to implement their policies or these new ideas that are coming out. Uh, you know, it's just not one king that's sitting on a throne that's calling all the shots. Well, it is in a way. It's the evil one, the devil, Satan, whatever you want to call him. But I believe that these ideas are being implemented into the humans and into our minds and into our bo- bodies. You know, we're, we're we're taken over by negative energy and and evil evil demonic spirits, and uh, and we're we're doing bad things. I mean, just look at the people out there doing the hateful, hateful things now, how they're treating each other and how they're hurting each other and how they're talking to each other. And and I watch some of the videos on, on social media, and and, uh, and it gets me angry. And it makes me, you know, I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm watching this white kid get beat up by a bunch of black kids in a school, and I'm thinking, if that was my son, what, I, man, I can't tell you I would, what I would do to those. They just don't know. You know, and it seems like people like me, that never happens to, because they know what we, what we you know, but they go after the weak and the, in, and the innocent, and they always get targeted. You know, it just amazes me how that, how that works. People that can't fight back, or they get you where, in a situation where you can't fight back, and they, they've done that, they have done that to me in the past, you know, so it just amazes me how that works. You know, and, but but can we all just get along? I I don't think humanity can survive that way. I believe there has to be some sort of liberty and choice to be able to separate if you choose. Forcibly forcing people to integrate and and this melting pot is just doesn't work. You have to have sovereign countries. You have to have identity. You have to know where you came from. You have to have a history of your people, of your race, of your color, or whatever you are. You have to. You know and, and and every, everybody has to enjoy that. Otherwise, you're going to get hatred amongst the people and division. And and and, and listen, I don't got you know, but you, then you get the idiots. Well, 300 years ago, look, that's what happened to us. You know, listen, what happened happened. We have to move forward here as a people. We have to move forward in some sort of direction or as a country, and 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 put the past behind us. Learn from the past. Study the past. Disagree on the past, because none of us are going to agree 100% on history and how it happened or went down. But if we can at least study it and come to a conclusion that is agreeable, where we can say, okay, that's bad what happened. Now, how do we move forward? How do we move forward and change things? You know, how do we stop allowing these evil people that are influenced by evil control and dictate our lives and take over our systems and make them dishonest and corrupt? And that's what we're seeing what's happening with the government system here in America. I mean, this, was a, this is a good system, but it's corrupted now. It's, 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 it's corporatized. It's, it's, it's broken. It's controlled by money and greed and lack of caring. And people are just doing their jobs. They go to work, push the keys, push the buttons, and don't care. Or they'll help out one guy, grease the hands of another, but the other people have to suffer. And, you know, it's just it's, it doesn't, it's not working that way, man. And we're, and we're crumbling. 
I just can't believe how people would support Joe Biden out there. I just can't believe it. I can't believe people how they, you would openly support a guy that does not know what he's doing. I just don't understand the ignorance of that. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't offer anything at all of, of any type of leadership. I just don't see how you can look to him for as a leader. I just don't see it. I mean, how could you support him? Just because he's a Democrat? Or just because, you know, I just don't understand when people say, well, why do you support Trump? Listen, a lot of things Trump did, I did not support. But he was still the best president we've ever had in my lifetime. The economy was doing well. We want a vibrant economy. When an economy is good, people can thrive. And you can fix things when people are thriving. But, you, but, you know, you, I, I don't know. It's, we've analyzed all these problems many, many times on this show. And we did have a good thing going there with the Restore the Amer- America, or Restore the Republic platform. But, you know, the, 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 the infiltrators got involved. And it got divided. And it got uh, crushed. The platform got and they went there. Now they're back in the corner hiding someplace. These people, you know, and they, you know, you don't know who's genuine, who's being, who's, who's who's doing the right thing. I mean, you, you just don't know. It doesn't make sense, you know. You just don't know who's on the payroll of the take. You just don't know who's taking what and what the agenda is of many. It's hard, but if you want to form something and get together with something, you have got to be transparent. There will be no secrets because you can't trust anybody nowadays. You know, and that's the way it's got to be. That's how it has to be. If you're going to have any type of uh, movement or 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 click or whatever you have, you you know, and, and no matter what you're doing, I'm not condoning legal activity. I'm not saying that's what we would do. I'm just saying if you have any type of group out there, whatever you're doing, there has to be transparency. Everything about you has to be known. I don't care if we go if we're in a meeting someplace, you're stripping down butt naked. You know, I mean, that's it. You know, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to be, if you think you're going to be talking about things that are going to, that are, that, that the system is against and that they're going to snatch you up for, well, only a fool would, would blab, be a blabbermouth like that. You know, if you, but, but again, I'm not condoning any activity. I'm not saying, I'm just saying for the people out there that, that do do this, why don't you, I just don't understand how stupid you could be, you know, to allow yourself to be set up. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Is it real even? I mean, I wonder even sometimes, you know, half these people. But th- this show does not condone any type of violence or overthrow of the government or anything like that. I but, And I, that's where a lot – and I see a lot of provocateurs have run away now because that's what I said. I said I, I'm running for public office here in North Carolina, and I believe in getting elected lawfully and getting into government and getting in there and, and, and changing things from within, being voted in and doing it. Through the process, no matter how hard of an uphill battle it is, and all I did was get flack for it. You can't do it. You're going to get bought off. You can't do it. You're not going to do it. Why? So what are you suggesting we do? You want me to go out and break the law? You want me to go out there and form a grand jury on my own with no authority, deputize my own sheriffs, and go storm the Capitol? I mean, what are you talking about here? You know, if I started promoting that, you know how many henchmen I get on here, you know, that would be all for it, egging me on, and the next thing you know, I'd be flashbagging my house, and I'd be sitting in federal prison for 60 years. And then, you know, I mean, come on. Don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Hello in the chat room there. Yeah, we got the, uh, 
got the, uh, we always supposed to do a show on Sunday, so I figured I'd do a show here, uh, tonight, late show here. I'm going to do a 20-minute documentary here, and, and uh, we'll get, uh, got to get on a schedule here. That's what the problem is. I don't have any solid schedule, and that's the problem here with this show. We were doing Tuesdays at 6.30. I think I'm going to go back to that, because that's what everybody knew. Just do Tuesdays at 6.30 and go with that for now, you know, and I stop jumping around all over the place. 6.30, 6.30, you know, go 6.30, 6 o'clock, they have a Sunday, 7 o'clock, they have a Sunday, on Tuesdays. I think that's a good time for the restoring of uh, America, restoring the Republic. I believe that's the best thing to do here. So I just really want to do a follow-up show here tonight. So we've got about a 19-minute documentary here. You know, study history. It's the best documentary, I think, that analyzes the uh, Second World War, you know, and uh, uh, I believe that was the big transitional stage of what happened in the world and we saw the powers to be battle it out. I think for the last time with conventional weapons, like they did, you know, brute against brute, you know, uh, the, the powers of, to be really, you know, uh, and and the strings of the strings of money changes, pu- pu- the puppet strings on everybody. And we saw good versus evil. But did the good really win, or was it the evil that uh, lost, or the evil won? Which one is it? I mean, really, who was it? Who were the bad people in that? And so you get the stories that the Jews are behind everything, and the Holocaust is a big fat lie. You get those stories. It's where up and down. It, what, there's no way it could be a total lie. There's no way. There were definitely bad things that happened to Jewish people in World War II. You just can't say that didn't happen. You just can't. I don't care. People did die. <laughs> Their arms were tattooed, for God's sake, with numbers put on them. There is 8mm video all over the place of people being beat up, tortured, and murdered that were Jewish. So bad things did happen to them, okay? And bad things happened to the German people. Bad, horrendous, disgusting things. So so who's the, who's the bad people? Who's the bad people in all this? What happened here? Who's... Well, the Jew controls the media. It controls all this. The Jew controls the banks. So, what are you talking about? Are a lot of Jewish people in entertainment? Yes. So are a lot of Italians. So what? You know? I mean, uh, why does Switzerland have all the money? What's wrong with the Swiss? What's going on with the Switzerland people? You ever hear of the Swiss banks? They got all the money, all the gold over there. What's, what are they doing? Ooh. You know, come on. Just the way it is, I guess. You know, I mean, money, money is the way of being, you know, are Jewish people good with money? Yes, they are. They are. And they are cheapskates, too. <laughs> Everybody knows you're cheap. <laughs> you know? And that's just the truth. That's the truth. It's the way it goes. So, you know, but we're not, I'm not going to analyze all different types of people here tonight. Well, the blacks this, the whites this, this, the Italians this. The, look. Bottom line is, we're all in trouble here. So let's do this, and if not, we'll see if anybody's on the phone line here after that. And uh, if not, then uh, we'll just do a quick show here tonight. So uh, we'll see you do this quick little documentary. It's pretty good. I think it's the best one I've ever put up here, actually. So I'm not going to do, you know, three hours long like, like I was doing before, but um, he's uh, this one's a good one. Um, it's only 19 minutes. And then I'm thinking I'm going to go live on YouTube. I'll go live on YouTube. I'll give up that link there uh, when I come back. The first cannon shot of the Second World War is fired on Dancy.
entering battle as if in a bygone age, the Polish cavalry charges the German tanks and is slaughtered. The aim would be for the princes to meet near Warsaw and rest On the 25th of September, Hitler orders the bombing of Warsaw. The city is surrounded, but still holding out. The Polish army surrenders to the Germans, and in the east to the Soviets. 10th of May, 1940, at 5.35 a.m., the Germans unleash their offensive. The Germans are heading for the coast, and that the Allies have fallen into a trap. No tank could ever get through those densely forested hills. But nothing stops them. have left behind almost all of their equipment. 1940, at daybreak, the Germans march into Paris. The Nazi emblem, the swastika, flies over Paris. Taking off from these fields in occupied France, the Germans will attack convoys in the Channel harbours and airfields in southern England. The British pilots hold out, giving everything they have. German bombers attack British cities like Coventry and London. This is the Blitz. Daily bombings. Japan is about to attack the United States of America. the Japanese attack the British colony of Hong Kong. Then they bomb the American air bases in the Philippines and land on the Bataan Peninsula. Churchill severely underestimates the enemy. Hong Kong falls to Japan in just 17 days.
pride of the Royal Navy. They are both sunk by the Japanese in less than an hour. A fateful day, the end of Great Britain's dominion over the seas. In just five months, Japan has destroyed the Allied forces in the Far East and conquered half of the Pacific. Half a million German troops swept down into Yugoslavia and Greece. He was poised to drive Britain out of the entire region. Africa Corps to set off for the British positions. Romanian, Slovakian, and Hungarian troops. In the south, the economic target, Kiev, and the Ukraine. The battle for Smolensk lasts three weeks. Russians fight until the very end. Guderian continues to advance. In the meantime, the rest of the German forces, the 6th Army led by General Paulus, is marching towards Stalingrad. At that moment, the Red Army is going through its own ordeal. The Russians call it the Black Summer of 1942. It will close up around the oil fields in the Caucasus and with Rommel advancing through Egypt, those in the Middle East. His other goal is Stalingrad, Stalin's city and its factories. September 1942, Paulus reaches the railway line and goes to Moscow. 
He manages to follow it all the way to Stalingrad. From there, they can control all of Stalingrad. On the 15th of October 1942, the Germans reach their goal, the great Russian river, the Volga. They fight to control even the tiniest bit. Drive towards the Baku oil fields has come to a halt in the Caucasus Mountains. holding its breath. Will Hitler defeat Stalin? Africa Corps is just outside Egypt. The Wehrmacht occupies a third of Russia. The Imperial Navy of Japan controls the Pacific and Germany's submarines are wreaking havoc in the Atlantic. December 7, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. Admiral Yamamoto is on his way, at the head of the biggest armada ever put together. 200 battleships, and above all, an exceptional fleet of eight aircraft carriers, transporting nearly 600 planes. On board are 5,000 Japanese Marines and a painter who's come along to immortalize the battle. Fujita, Chester Nimitz, prepares to defend Midway. He has fewer aircraft carriers than Yamamoto, but he brings them all over to set up an ambush and then take off to attack the Japanese fleet. Torpedo Squadron 8 will strike first. The Allies open up a new front in North Africa, a first step towards controlling the Mediterranean. Montgomery launches his offensive with a preliminary artillery barrage, followed by a massive tank assault. But the German 88 flat guns cause tremendous losses. Rommel's soldiers counterattack relentlessly. Rommel retreats. To surround the German army occupying Stalingrad. At 7 a.m., the Soviets obliterate the enemy's lines, pounding them with the rocket launchers they call Stalin's organs. Zhukov's massive army launches the offensive. Germans see the Soviet tanks close the circle around them. 
General Paulus's 6th Army is trapped inside Stalingrad. win another victory. They enter Tunis. With its 88mm gun, the Tiger was the most dreaded of the German tanks. And Germany will launch a massive summer offensive. Operation Citadel the biggest tank battle in history. 2,700 German tanks are preparing to combat 3,600 Soviet tanks. Field Marshal von Manstein. is one of the biggest battles of the Second World War. Patriotic war, as they call it, has taken a new turn for them. The Red Army is suddenly able to strike with a force that amazes all sides. An endless supply of men, even after the extremely costly battles of Moscow and Stalingrad. The Eastern Front is a thousand kilometers wide, but the Russians are able to push forward 100 kilometers within two months, destroying 17 German army divisions. The Wehrmacht retreats towards East Prussia, leaving behind many thousands of casualties. The noose is tightening. Things are moving fast. The Germans invade Italy and have no qualms about slaughtering their former allies who attempt to resist. The Allies have landed in Italy, which is occupied by the Germans. The German paratroopers push them back. The German shock troops are now firmly entrenched in the ruined monastery. As the Wehrmacht retreats, it once again leaves a path of destruction behind it. By early 1943, the Japanese Empire was at its height. 
country had occupied Malaya and Burma, the Philippines, and the Dutch East Indies, Indonesia today. At the same time, in southern England, the Allied war machine assembled for the Normandy landings is gearing up. On the evening of the 5th of June, the paratroopers get ready to leave over the Normandy region. The paratroopers are the first to set foot in occupied France. Atlantic War, a staggering system of fortifications stretching from Norway down to the Spanish border. The Allied fleet is on its way. It is the biggest armada ever assembled. Nearly 5,000 landing ships and assault craft, from the Seine to the Cotentin Peninsula, where the German Atlantic Wall defences are the weakest.
but his remaining soldiers, overwhelmed by the Russian rocket launchers, surrender one after the other. Beneath the ruins of the Chancellery in his underground bunker, Hitler rants and raves and maneuvers his imaginary armies. The war in the Pacific continues. The Marines raise the American flag on top of Mount Suribachi, the volcano that dominates the island of Iwo Jima. The battle took the lives of 7,000 Americans and 20,000 Japanese. It is now possible for the Boeing B-29 Superfortress bombers, taking off from Iwo Jima and other islands in the Pacific, to reach Japan. Million and a half Soviet troops stormed into Manchuria and northern China. There were still over a million Japanese troops in the area, but the Red Army Blitzkrieg was unstoppable. And the Japanese position in the war had become untenable. Month-long battle. In the Pacific, the suicide pilots that the Japanese call kamikaze nosedive their planes into the American fleet. decides against an invasion of Japan, which it thinks will cost the country a million lives. Instead, it detonates the atomic inferno. The first two nuclear bombs ever exploded kill in one second over a hundred thousand people, and finally enable the emperor, Hirohito, to seek peace without losing face. This is Belsen, another center of brutality, starvation, and disease. You see our troops moving in. It is these men who so strongly advocate the publication of these pictures, which show only in small part what they see in reality. Right, everybody. One more two. 
take the lives of more than it took the lives of more than 85 million people, and uh, may history be remembered so it is not to repeat itself. Uh, 85 million people. That's just what the estimates are. It could be 150 million. Uh, some say 125 million. Um, there were soldiers that were and people, civilians that burned and vaporized. That there was no no documents of. I mean, entire families and generations were burnt up. There was no record of them. I just think vanished, gone off or the earth. There was no remembering them. Imagine that. You know, imagine if everyone you knew and people that knew you uh, vanished and you vanished from being vaporized by these bombs and what happened. Uh, there'd be no in a hundred years from now. How would you be counted? Nobody wouldn't know that you were even here. So that's why I said, you know, it could be double that. You know, it was 85 million that we could document. And these war numbers were calculated over many, many years of research and uh, excavating bodies and uh, the, the, the uh, retrieving equipment that was lost, uh, mines that had to be deactivated. I remember after World War II uh, research and uh, doing the research, excuse me, doing research after World War II uh, research that it was the landmines that they had to uncover were just astronomical in the amount of equipment that had to be... Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, the ocean floor today is just littered with uh, ships and bodies still to this day. I mean, uh, the, the ships, they're so far down that they're just, you know, gone. Nobody, it'd be impossible to excavate them all up, but there's some ships that are still fully intact at the bottom of the ocean floor, believe it or not, um, that with, with human remains still in them. Um, Trapped, they died trapped. I mean, I'm sure if they were able to get down there, you could, the bodies are still. Actually, the ocean actually preserves the body, believe it or not. So you, you it's just, imagine that. Just imagine the ghosts on the ocean, on the bottom of the floor that are roaming around of, of sailors, people that were uh, just uh, look at Pearl Harbor, the people that were buried alive. Uh, they still the bodies are still in there today. So that when they sealed off some of them ships, I mean, uh, the, the, the knocking, ding, 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 ding. Uh, you know, the, if you listen to the testimony of of the witnesses that were there, see, it's a dying voice now. Not many are left. Uh, not many, you know, was they are left? Can't really remember too well. But that's why it's so important to document history and listen and interview these people and talk to these people, the people that see things, because that's all that we really have to go by and you know a hundred years from now there'll be there's nobody to be here that talked to those people even so who so you'll have to go by what was documented and what was written that's why it's so important to accurately document history what happened you know what happens you know how many of you can remember 10 years ago remember what you did monday through friday 10 years ago on this date say in the month of uh, february 10 years ago monday through monday through friday what did you do every single day that week and every hour what was your day like you can't remember you can't remember that you don't remember every single minute and and things were done that you don't remember but if you were documenting it and you keep in a journal or keeping a record of it, you just imagine the things you would remember. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I can't remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember that now. And that's why it's important. See, that's why I have such a good memory and remembering long-term memories. I like to document things and remember things and replay them back in my head, you know, uh, the things that I saw and, and did 
And, and a lot of people, you know, don't believe me some of the things. And they're like, you don't remember that? You don't remember this? And that kid, you know, and I, then I have to think to myself, they don't try to remember like I remember. You know, but some people love history, and, and, and they document it. And, and I'm one of those people that like to, you know, research history and, and, and get, talk to people that, that lived it and look up documents and, and things. It's like the Bible. You know, when we get into these biblical research, there's people that have spent their lives documenting this stuff and, and doing the research, excavating things, art, art, you know, doing archaeology and whatnot. Noah's Ark, they found Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark's buried. You know, they got that. You know, But they don't talk about that stuff on the 6 o'clock news. You know, it's, it's just the truth is out there. All you have to do is search for it. And if you want to search for it, you'll find answers that will uncover a lot of lies that really need to be exposed. And some people don't want those lies exposed. So, you know, it's it's so very important, you know, to to, to to document as much as you can. And just one more thing, it's like this podcast. You, I go back and I have all the episodes of this show documented in archive. You know, I, I go back and I listen to the conversation. Sometimes when I have time at night, I'll go back and listen to podcasts that I did back in 2015. You know, the interviews I did, the people I spoke to, and... Uh, and the people that call into the show and and whatnot, and you, you know, so it's 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 documented, you know, and it's 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 there, and that's what's important. And today we live in the information world, so age, and, and it's so easy to document everything. Back back then, you had to buy an eight millimeter camera, and you know, and they didn't have cell phones back then, you know. But and look at all the footage we have now of of those times. And World War One, I, I remember my grandfather, I was at a Memorial Day parade, um, I was living in Church Street, Wallingford, Connecticut there, we went up to the town, center of town there, and went to a Memorial Day parade, I think it was 1983, 1984, that vicinity, and, uh, and I remember looking at the World War One uh, 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 soldiers marching in the parade, and my grandfather said, look at them right there, you should need to shake one of their hands, because they're a dying breed, they won't be along, won't be around much longer, and uh, sure enough, there's none around, <laughs> they're all gone now, you know, I think the last one actually, the last one actually passed away, I think it was in 2013, but uh, but they all been gone since like the early 90s, the World War One veterans, so pretty much, but uh, imagine that, you know, talking to a World War One veteran, wouldn't you like to have one of them around today, and talk to them? And, uh, and 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 listen to the stories they'd have to tell. Maybe, you know, wouldn't you like to see an interview like that? You know, or the Civil War even. Wouldn't you like to have a Civil War vet? You know, somebody that fought in the front lines with you know, or someone that was able to meet with Abraham Lincoln at the White. You know, used to be able to talk, go talk with the president. Wouldn't you like to talk to somebody like that? Interview them. I mean, you know, the things they saw and lived. You know, and and how life was. Back then, how it really was, he, we, well, we get his stories now. And, uh, you know, I, I just think it's amazing how fast we've come in history, how fast at speed we've come. And it makes you wonder if there's not some divine intervention speeding up history. I mean, look how fast and rapid things have gone now. Rapid growth, the amount of people, population explosion. I mean, how did they build all these ships in World War II? I want to know. I was thinking about that. It makes me wonder. You know, I mean, how did they build all that stuff that fast in the 1940s? I mean, the Japanese Armada, they had 200 battleships. How the hell did they build them that? You know, I mean, you know what it takes to build a battleship? You know, the manpower, the, the material? You know, you know, it's amazing, amazing, amazing.
just amazing. But that's history. That's history, and uh, it's amazing stuff. So uh, uh, it's good stuff to go back and uh, replay and revisit and uh, and learn from, you know. We need to learn from history. That's the problem. We don't learn from our mistakes. And it's sad. Uh, it's very, very sad that uh, we can't learn from our mistakes. Um, understanding the times in which you live today, uh, restoring our republic, restore our republic. Uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Joseph Gibson. Uh, you know, um, check the phone boards here. I, you know, I had some callers there that were online, but I was probably I'm not going to interrupt the documentary. Uh, but, uh, you know, you got the Ukraine Army Battalion prepares for a threat of Russian, uh, the, the Russian, clo- Russia closes in on ba- uh, ba- Bakhmut. So the Russians are, are built, are, uh, uh, Russia is going all out. I think they're going to uh, take Ukraine. Uh, I think they're going to overcome. You remember, we're sending a hundred tanks, and you know, remember that. And Ukraine's not going to be able to defeat Russia. That's, I, I think, that, uh, Russia will uh, overcome Ukraine, and, and uh, I think they'll be able to take them. So, but um, let me check your phone boards here. All right, everybody. So, uh, anybody else has got anything you want to add here tonight? You really want to jump in here to the conversation? Uh, I don't see too many callers on the phone line. Uh, Got a few on there. Like I said, it's a late night show. So uh, again, um, Blog Talk Radio. Understanding the times in which you live today. Uh, news, real quick here. We'll do some news here, real quick. Um, toxic clouds spew down ra- down acid rain following Ohio train derailment. Reports claim. Um, it, there is it uh, right here. People living miles from the toxic east. Um, Palestine, Ohio train derailment are documenting acid rain falling from the sky after numerous industrial chemicals spread into the atmosphere. In the wake of the massive derailment, officials performed a controlled release burning of hazardous carcinogenic chemicals like vinyl chloride, sending plumes of toxic black smoke into the sky. Amazing. Constant concerned residents around the area and as far away as the east coast of the United States soon thereafter began witnessing bizarre phenomena such as strange rainfall and rainbow-colored snowmelt. Acid rain, which in the case is hydraulic acid mixed with concentrated unburned vinyl chloride, has been reported in every direction, west 400 miles, uh, north 1,200 miles, east 1,200 miles, and south 800 miles as far as southwest Kentucky. Wow. Look at the pictures of this stuff. One Ohio man using a water test kit discovered sulfite found in the rainwater. Tested which they explained pretty much acid. Wow. We're going to pay for this down the road. I can tell you that right now. Uh, this is man, This is uh, crazy. Look, Connecticut. This tweet probably get, get, will get lost in the noise, but there are reports of acid rain all over Connecticut today. Wow. Wow. Look at the pictures. Oh, that's disgusting. Wow. Wow, that's bad. That's bad, real bad. Look at these pictures. That's crazy. Document this, man. Document it. You know, look at the acid rain. Look at it. Wow. Here's a parking lot of dead birds in Lexington. Wow, dead birds. Jeez. Dead from the acid rain. Wow. Bad stuff, man. Not good, not good, not good. The video here. Dead fish, dead worms. Something I just discovered is that if you scrape the creek bed, it's like chemicals coming out of the ground. It's just, you 
Before me was my enemy. 